button. Listen, it's time for us to grow in the things of God because this is our season of release. And you're going to have to know the authority in the name of Jesus and your authority as a believer yes. in order for you to be able to participate in what God is doing Amen. in this season right Amen. now. So let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, yes. we give you praise with Thank much you thanksgiving. God. You are a great yes. God. You told us to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And so we do. Yes. We boldly declare you are a good, good God. You, you are a faithful. God. You are a kind God. You are a merciful God. You are a very present help in the time of trouble. You are our provider. You are our healer. You are our favor. You are our banner. You are everything we need. And we thank you that everything we need has been wrapped up in the name of Jesus. We thank you that when we call on the name of Jesus, we call on every single name of God there is because you've given him a name that is above every mm -hmm. name. And so we thank you that we have the right to be saved. We thank you that we have the right to be made new creatures and many of us have and we pray in advance for anyone who may be listening who has not accepted Jesus that today would be your receiving day. We thank you not only for Jesus, but we thank you that Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. We do not have to figure out our own way. You have given us the perfect teacher. You have given us the perfect teacher who has perfect understanding of both you and us and it has the ability yes. to lead us in the way that we should go. We thank you that you said that anytime we can see here and understand that we will be converted and we will be healed. So we declare today our eyes are anointed to see what you're doing yes. and our ears are anointed to hear what you're doing and our hearts are open to yes. what you are doing. Yes. And not only do we see here and understand, but we obey quickly. We, obey. we declare that Fellowship of Champions is a church that obeys quickly. Yes. And as a result, we become a testimony of your goodness to the world. Now we declare there will be signs, wonders and miracles Amen. following in this Amen. word. We declare there will, will be a release. We declare there will be a harvest. We declare there will be breakthrough. And so we believe it. We, we receive it by faith. Now at church, we used to say this all the time. Y'all need to catch hold of this. We used to say somebody go get blessed today. And it might as well be And it me. might as well be me. Now you ought to just go ahead and tell that to your, to your Facebook virtual partners, your FOC virtual somebody partners. Somebody. Somebody. is going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed today. 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 And it might as well. It might as well. Be, be me. me. And then it's, we and then we start saying it's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Because if God has a daily supply of blessings, me. Yes. and he does, yes. if God has a daily supply yes. of blessings, and he does, I'm not gonna miss mine. Amen. If Amen. somebody's gonna get blessed today, and it might as well be me. I see all of our local partners saying it's me. <laughs> they, already well knew. they already knew. They already knew. <laughs> they I didn't want even, to they say, didn't that. Even say it might be me. They said it's gonna be me. I want you to get excited right now. Let's declare it one more time as Pastor Ellen gets ready to recap us. Somebody's go get blessed today. It will be it me. It will be me. It will be it me. will be me. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Do Amen. your hearts, lift your hands, all of that stuff, and let's get into it. All right. So today's lesson. Here's what we're going to talk about. We were talking about what we wanted to talk about next, and we thought about just going back and just reteaching <laughs> the, the the power or understanding the power in the name of Jesus uh, all over again because there's so much to still be milked from that. Oh God. Uh, yes. I mean, you we probably could teach on that for a year well, and, and just Cynthia, stay right there. Sorry, as Pastor Cynthia said, if you don't actually finish a teaching. No, you just move, you just move on yeah, to something yeah, else, yeah, you right? You never exhaust the you, teaching of the Lord. Because like the that. word is alive. Right. 
But yeah. one of the things we talked about was, you know, it's wonderful and we want you to know and we want you to understand that there is power in the name of Jesus. But we also need you to know and to believe and to grab hold to the fact that that same power that is in his name, he has given to those who believe in him. Yes. And so today yes. we're going to teach from the subject of how to use your spiritual authority or how to exercise uh, your authority as a believer. Mm -hmm. Because believing in Christ doesn't just rescue us from damnation at the end. Yes. It actually gives us power and ability to not just live, but to thrive while we're still here uh, on the ground. Amen. That's very it's not good. just something That's for, for when we get to heaven. Uh, and so we started talking about understanding the authority of the power in the name of Jesus. And we had these 10 um, tenets that we wanted people, for lack of a better word, to kind of get a hold of. And we're just going to mention them real quick okay. and then get into today's teaching. Okay. And so uh, the first five I'll talk about, and I'll let you kind of recap the last five. But one of the first things we talked about, and you can see this on the screen. So if you haven't heard us the last three weeks, if you're a first time visitor, you can go to our web page and you can go back and you can get all of these um all of these points, all the messages, you can listen to it on the podcast, uh, various podcasts yes. that we have available. So don't 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 worry if you're a first time visitor or if you miss something. You can go back and get this. Yes. But we said that his name gives us our identity. Then we said that his name is actually above every name. Mm -hmm. So when he gives us our identity and then we use his name it places us above all the trials and tribulations that try to come into our life mm -hmm. and then number three we said that only through his name can we actually access the things of god mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of what we started getting excited when we were doing that teaching that second week because it was like wait a minute he's given us the formula he's told us it's in his word how we can access the things that we need from god and then number four we said that everything he he is and everything he carries is contained in his name and that it wasn't just some um some some mantra that we were chanting over yes. and over in yes. jesus name in jesus name in jesus name yes. we don't just do that because we think that there's just some power in saying it yeah we understand the power that is jesus christ the anointed one and his anointing. Yes. And then lastly, on the on that last that second week, we finished up with number five by saying that his name is always at work. His it works 24-7. It is always at work. I don't care what situation you find yourself in. God is never busy. He doesn't sojourn. He don't sleep. He ain't off on some on, on some crusade and he can't hear us. He is always available to hear all of his children all of the time in every single situation. And so those were those first five things we talked about that were so important in understanding what's contained in his name. That's so good. It reminds me a couple of months ago, Pepe called. Um, Pepe is our little God baby, what kind of sort of grandparent baby. <laughs> and um, um, anyway, Pepe called and she wanted to know why Jesus didn't need to sleep. And I said, because he's like a superhero. He never gets tired. And every time we see that point that his name works 24-7, it reminds me of that conversation that four-year-old Peyton was trying to understand why is it that God doesn't get tired? Why is he available all the time? Because he's just there 24-7. His never name gets tired. He never gets <laughs> tired. Amen. And so then what we did, I'm going to knock out six through ten. The enemy knows and understands the power of names, most especially the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Number seven, the name of Jesus is a strong yes, refuge. It yes. means it says the righteous run in and mm, they, are, they saved. are saved. We run into the name yes. of Jesus. Amen. Number eight, his name commands instant delivery. And we looked at a lot of scriptures in um, we looked at a lot of scriptures in the New Testament mm -hmm. where it says when they call on the name of Jesus, something happened immediately. And we really encourage everybody to have an expectation to believe you receive when you pray, yes. because the name of Jesus works immediately. Amen. Amen. Our deliverance is not a long range plan. Say that again. Our deliverance is, is not, not a long range plan. Long so you ought to put plan. that in the comments. Your deliverance is not a long range plan. God doesn't have you tearing out here somewhere. He don't have you going through to prove that you faithful. Yep. He is a present help. And his name commands instant delivery. The Bible says he's a very present help. Very present <laughs> very help. Present well, help. it's one of the reasons we don't like sayings when someone says the teacher is silent during the test. Right, Maybe right. in school, but not with God. Right, right. In fact, the Holy Spirit literally Every He's situation, he is through. coaching us through every situation. He doesn't just say, "Go out there and see if you can do it." If you do, you fail. He's like, he won't let you fail. He won't let you fail. You get ready to do the wrong thing. Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you the right thing to do if you'll listen. And many people think experience is the best teacher, but it's not. No, the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit is the best teacher. He, he will teacher. show you the way to go. He is the master teacher. Amen. And then the power in the name of Jesus is invoked through faith. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's very important for us to understand is that if you call on the name of Jesus, but you don't believe in the name mm -hmm. of Jesus, nothing happens yeah. because it's not magic, but it's activated right. by faith. Right. And so you have to believe in the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus to impact your mm -hmm. life. Amen. And then number 10, you are qualified to use his name only if you are born again. Mm. So if you are watching this right now and you have never accepted Jesus Come as your on. personal Come savior, on. and I want you to hear this, we don't mean that he's a good prophet. We don't mean that he's a historical feature figure. We don't mean that he was a good man. We believe that he is the only begotten son of God yes. and that he was born to deal with our sin issues so we could be reborn. Yes. You must believe that in order to have access to use the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And no, and all of those are so important, you know. And you get excited now, teacher. I, about I, it, don't I, I do yeah. because, yeah. you know, and here's the thing. We don't have to wait to the end of service for somebody to give their life to Christ. Yes. You just mentioned that. So if you're out there right now and you've not ever given your life to Christ, you know, here at Fellowship of Champions, we pray to send this prayer over and over. Yes. People love when you lead it in it. So I know it may, may seem a little orthodox, but let's lead them in that prayer because it may be somebody out there right now who's never given their life to Christ. And what they need to do is give their life to Christ so that what we're talking about now can get activated in your life. Amen. And listen, now, you know, I got to do this, too, because I always tell the backsliders to come okay. home. Yeah, tell them. Not okay. just if you've never okay. been born All right. again. All right. If you are a backslider, <laughs> how do you know you a backslider? You know for a fact you have not been listening to God. Mm. You know for a fact that you out here living and doing your own thing. Then you are in a backslidden state and we want you to come, come home. home. Come home. Why? Because the table is spread yes. over here. The good life is over here. And I know that the, the you know the old saints used to say sin will take you further than you want to yep. go and keep you longer than you want to yep. be kept. And many times it's important to understand this that the, prop, the real issue of sin is that it's trying to get a legitimate need met through an illegitimate, illegitimate means. means yep hear what we're saying 
Sin is an issue, not because you had a desire to be loved, not because you had a desire for money, not because you had a desire for whatever, but because the sin sets man up to try to do it apart from God. And many of you may be going after your career or going after college or going after some relationship. You allowed yourself to be separated from God. But today is the day. And the Bible says the day you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Come home. I need everybody in the comments saying, come home, come home turn and put in the comments ask your neighbor listen are you saved are you in good standing with God meaning you if Jesus came right now do you know that you know that you know that you know not just that you know him but that he knows you mm -hmm. because one of the things he said to the disciples is don't rejoice that you cast out demons rejoice that your name is written in the mm -hmm. lamb's book of oh, life Amen. so we want to make sure so we're going to pray this prayer of salvation Amen. which I love so dearly Amen. Just repeat after me, most gracious heavenly Father. Most gracious heavenly Father. I believe. I believe that you sent Jesus. That you sent Jesus to deal with my sin to issue. To deal with my sin because issue. you wanted. Because you wanted to restore me to yourself. To restore me to yourself. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that because of the sin of Adam. That because of the sin of Adam, I was born a sinner. I was born a sinner, and I need saving. And I need saving. I believe. I believe that Jesus is. That Jesus is the only way. The only way. The only truth. The only only truth and the only light and the only light and today and today I give my life I give my life to you to you by accepting by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord Jesus Christ come and cleanse me of my come sins. and cleanse me of all of my sins Holy Spirit Holy Spirit come now come now and wash me and wash me, and teach me to live righteously and teach me to live righteous I've been made righteous I've been made right now it's time for me to learn to live now righteous. it's time for me to learn to live right today today is my day is my day of salvation of salvation come on come in on Jesus you, name, we welcome you home amen backsliders and, and new believers and if you and new <laughs> believers, all the same in the kingdom and if you're a new believer tell us say i just got saved if you came home say i just came home and let me tell you something because i think that this is important now i grew up we grew up differently than mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. i grew up baptist but let me tell you something one of the things i really appreciated about being baptist is that we told people come home no matter how many times you have to come home mm -hmm. listen if you found if you came home in december and you found yourself you out in home last <laughs> if you came home last week and you found yourself out there in them sin streets again, come on back home to come the Lord home. and then get filled with the Holy Spirit so he can teach you how to live yes. right so you don't have to live on this up and down, yes. saved on Sunday, living crazy the rest of the yes. week because God has better That's for you. Right. So if you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, we want you to tell us, put it in the comments so we can celebrate. And if you came home today, we want you to tell us so we can celebrate with you amen amen and welcome home welcome home <laughs> so we have a couple of foundational scriptures that we've been using the last couple of weeks and we thought man we we need to keep these in here yes. even as we progress because they set the tone for what it is we're going to talk about when we start to discuss how to exercise our authority as believers right yes. because our authority comes from somewhere Yes. You know, we told that cute story a couple of weeks ago about when Canaan was small and I needed the kids, to, the older kids to come upstairs for something. And when she first told them, she just said, y'all need to go upstairs and they didn't pay her any attention. But when she went downstairs the second time, she said, daddy said, y'all need to get y'all behinds upstairs. And so they came upstairs. They did that not based on her saying it, but based on the authority, the authority that yes. was behind that. And so when we talk about us having authority, we don't just mean we grabbed it from somewhere yeah it was granted to us by the by the highest 
pile power that there is. Amen. And so we're going to start with Matthew 28. Uh, you, we've been reading this the last couple of weeks, and then we'll go to Acts 4. Uh, but Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20, uh, says this. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, when they saw Jesus, they worshiped him, but some doubted that it was really him. Jesus came and said to them, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. He says, now go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, help the people. And these three things we've been talking about to learn of me, to believe in me and to obey my words. He says, and then baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 says, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. He says, and lo, I am with you always. In other words, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. You know, this scripture is really so good. You could teach this scripture for a year. It, 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 you could read it every single time you gather. You could read it every, <laughs> because look at what he says. And I think that this is one of the things that we're seeing shift in the body of Christ mm -hmm. right now is that when God was telling us, when Jesus instructed them to make disciples, he was not just saying, come and get people to join a church. He wasn't saying go out and add numbers add to what numbers. we call the body. Mm -hmm. He says, make disciples. That word disciple is indicative of the word of discipline. He said, make people who are disciplined. Disciplined of what? They're disciplined in understanding all the power that I have. They're disciplined about learning me. They're disciplined about believing in me. And they're disciplined about obeying my word. Make those kind of people. Not just people. Don't, don't just don't make it like a country club yes. where you just come and grab a membership and you come and go as you wish. Make some so, some soldiers. <laughs> some that's what that word discipline is really an illustration of. Mm -hmm. It's the illustration of a regiment of of an of an army. A regiment doesn't work unless everybody works together. You know, I love movies, right? And so one of my favorite movies uh, is the movie Three Hundred. I knew you were going to say. You knew I was going to say. I I love the movie Three Hundred because not only does uh, he kick the in the chest and say this is Sparta. But beside that fact, <laughs> he, when they go into battle, they actually they actually have a way in which they protect each other. They all get down on one knee and the man in the front protects the man behind him. And when they do that, the, all of those arrows and things can't can't bombard them. But if one man is out of place, then the whole body's not protected. That's why Jesus said, make disciples, make people who are disciplined. So not only does it protect you, but it protects others around you. Now, I just want to be clear because I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I think this movie is a really good illustration that when they actually fall, they fall because someone inside betrays. Yes. Because someone inside yes. breaks yes. formation, yes. right? So what I see from that, that the enemy doesn't have the power to destroy us. It's what happens when we get out of formation yes. and when we decide that it's not necessary to do what God is telling to us be to disciplined. do. We decide it's not necessary to be um, 
to be disciplined, that we can just go and do things our own way. And that's why if the Bible tells us in first John, it tells us as Jesus is in this world, so are mm -hmm. we. Jesus did not do all of this for us simply to be famous. Right. It, he's so amazing. He's oh, so good. wonderful. He's so terrific. But he has not called us to just be fans. And that's what we see yeah, even yeah. when people are praying sometimes. Jesus, will you come? God, will you come? Will you do something about this? Literally, people are saying, Jesus, will you kick this spirit out of my house? He's like, I've given you authority. I said, you are in the earth as I am. But here is the thing, which is why I love this scripture. Number one, I need to learn of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I need to know what Jesus did in the yep. earth realm so I know what I have the to capability to do. Yep. And then I need to believe need in to him. Believe in I need it. to believe in what Praise he did God. more than as a prophet. Yeah. More than as a yes. good man, I need to believe that by believing in him, I become new. Somebody and say I I'm believe new. when I believe in him, I believe in everything that he is, and everything that he stands for when I believe in him. Yes. And then I obey him. And yes. this is so important because I believe that this is why, number one, I believe we are about to see some major deliverance in a way that we haven't seen it okay. really in our lifetime. And I believe because people are waking up. One of the things to me that has been beautiful about this pandemic is that I have seen so many people who have been willing to admit that they had a relationship with church, but not with God. Mm. Mm. And I have seen. And then when people, that relationship got taken away because of yes, the pandemic, yes, it was lost. They, they had a were relationship lost. with church, but not God. They That's had a good. they had a relationship with church. That's they good. had a relationship yeah. with praise and yeah. worship. Yeah. They had a relationship with the people yeah. at church. With serving in with, church. With serving yeah. in church. But now it's time for now. There is a rising of people who are actually hungry to know Him. There's a people who want to know who they are yes. in Him. Yes. And this is so important because He says, number one, you got to learn about Me. That's why we encourage you to spend time in the word. Mm -hmm. That's why we encourage you not to be people who can only go to church and hear a 15 minute word, but to get in this word. Why? Because this word is revealing yes. who God is. Yes. This word is revealing who Jesus is. And this word is revealing who you are. Mm -hmm. It is revealing who you are. And then you got to believe that. What does that mean? Why do I believe we're going to see deliverance? Because people are starting to recognize who God really is mm. and to understand you don't have to be bound to sexual sin. You, do to you don't bound. have to be bound to depression. You, do you don't have to be bound to anxiety. You don't have to be bound to stress. You don't even in a stressful environment, you can live above that. You don't have to be bound to grief. I know that you've lost some people that you didn't expect to lose this year, but you don't have to be bound to it. You can be free. And so to me, every time I hear someone declare this is the year of release, this year of release is coming because of the revelation of believing Amen. in who he is. Amen. And I want y'all to hear me. You can go to church every single Sunday. Yep. But if you don't learn of him and then you don't decide to believe in him, release will be happening all around you, but it will not be happening to you because you don't believe. And how will you know you believe? Because you obey. Because you obey. I know what you believe based on what you do. I know what you <laughs> believe based on. Can y'all please put that in the comments? I know what you believe based on what you do. Ooh.
And what we want to do is we want to grow up that we have so much confidence yes. in him yes. that even in stress, we're still looking. What yes. did God say? Yes. Even in tragedy, we're still looking. What did God say? Even when you're out here and you're single and you're thinking, am I ever going to get a husband? Am I ever going to get a wife? But you're not willing to compromise because you've learned of him and you believe in him and you're willing to obey him. It really is this growing up. I really believe that this is really what happens. God, Jesus trusted God so much he was willing to go to the cross. Yeah. And God is literally trying to grow us up to the place, not just so we get the things, but that we so know him, that we trust him, that we're willing to follow him anywhere. And I never think about trusting God and not think about you and Chris in the illustration. Mm -hmm. You do this illustration whenever you're teaching about trust and, you know, and, and, and Chris did such a good job. You've never used anybody else for the illustration, <laughs> right? Where literally you told Chris to come up one Sunday in service and you said, I want you to fall back and trust. I'll catch you. And she didn't even look back. And I was like, oh, I probably need to grow up in this area. She didn't even look That's back. That's why I picked Chris. That's I why you picked you. Chris. You did pick me. And, and she didn't even look back. She was so sure that you would catch her that she fell back without looking back. And many of us, because we haven't, because we don't, we haven't learned of it. Yeah. She, she fell back because she had experience with me. She, she had experience where I showed up and did what I said. Some people don't trust God because they haven't given them an opportunity to show up and do what he said. It's hard to trust someone when you don't have experience with them. And so if your experience was with church and not with God, then you don't, you don't know what it's like to, for God to say, step off the cliff, theoretically, the theoretical cliff, and you step off of it and, and, he, and him catch you. You, you. There are some experiences with God that happen that solidify you for bigger things down the road. Now, let me just talk about myself now, because now I've been convicted, okay? I've been convicted. <laughs> Even though I was with you, there were, we've talked about this on other broadcasts earlier this year. Even though I was with you, there were still parts of myself that I withheld from you and I tried to be in control of. Sure. And that was the reason I, you could, I wouldn't just fall back. Mm -hmm. Because falling back, Man, I was out of control. Mm -hmm. And the difference between me and Chris was is that even though me and Chris was in the same vicinity, you could actually say, you know, my relationship with you is very different than Chris's sure. relationship sure. with you. She's a daughter. I'm your wife. Right. But even in that position, having the ability to put all my weight on you because I was so busy trying to control the narrative myself, I did not learn. Now I could do it. Right. I could do it right. now, but I couldn't have done it then. And I want you to know many of you, you've been in church, you preach to other people you prophesy to other people you pray for other people you do all of these things but you have not learned of god to fall back on him for yourself you must you, learn of and god. you must learn of god so you can fall back on him or yourself yes. and this is the thing i think um as we move on is that the thing about chris falling back is that it it made me want what she knew that i didn't know mm. And when we see people who are walking in an intimacy with God that we don't have, instead of thinking that they're special, 
And it's only just they got that relationship because they got a special relationship mm -hmm. with God or because they called or something. We need to get the Bible speaks about godly jealousy. In fact, it talks about how one of the reasons that he allowed Jesus to go to the Gentiles is so that the Jews would become jealous of their inheritance. Mm -hmm. When you see someone out here who is trusting God and able to put their weight on them, you should say, if God is that kind of father, I need to know that too. Yep. I need to know him like that too. Yep. Amen. And, and and that is in essence. That's why we keep where, getting stuck in the scripture, ain't it? But the, but it, but it's so it's so meaty, and you could literally, like I said, you could read this every week and just talk about it every week. You could gather with your friends and talk about this particular scripture and why it is so important for us to trust in His name because He put His weight on it. He put His weight on His name. Uh, you know, and, 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 and that is the reason that it says in Acts chapter four, uh, verse 12, it says, neither is there salvation. And that word salvation, we know, means total deliverance. Neither is there salvation or total deliverance in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You can. And I like when he says we must be saved because you can use that. We must be delivered. If you really want to be delivered from something, it only comes oh, through Christ. Oh, come on. Be because come true on. deliverance means I don't struggle with it again. Come on. It doesn't show up again. It doesn't plague me again. You know, there's a scripture that says this plague should not come nigh you a second, second time. time. Well, when you get delivered, the plague or the thing doesn't come nigh you the second time. What we try to do a lot of times is we try to get what we call delivered through some other means, but it only provides us a temporary relief to the discomfort. What Jesus is saying is that in my name, I will cast this thing away from your life. It will never plague you a second time. That is what deliverance is. There is no other Jesus. name under heaven whereby man can be delivered in that manner. And, and let me tell you why what you're saying is so important. Guys, if you are getting something from this, tell us in the comments what you're getting from this and share this with somebody. Here's why this is so important. This literally breaks down the paradigm of a struggle gospel. Mm -hmm. And so many people have thought, and it's so interesting, and y'all gonna think I'm being petty, but I'm really not being petty. People will be like, well, I gotta have a thorn in my, in my side like Paul did. Well, number one, I think people misunderstand that scripture, but have you written two thirds of the, of the New Testament that, got, <laughs> that, that the enemy would need, that God would need to give you a thorn in your side? And so we take these things and sometimes we use these things that we're not delivered from either because we think that God gets some pleasure out of us struggling from it. But as I say to my clients, I said it yesterday in my class. I said, many of us are settling for maintaining what God wants to deliver us from. Mm. We're settling for maintaining. We're settling from getting a little bit freer. We're settling from, we, we glad that we don't struggle with depression every day. Mm -hmm. We glad that we got enough money some days. We glad that our health is just okay. And, but what you said is that if there's going to be any salvation, which is the breaking of the chains any of real, that thing, any real deliverance, any real deliverance yes. let me tell you something. You can hear me. You will never be delivered with willpower. Nope. Not not long term. You will never be nope. delivered with willpower because nope. willpower is a part of your natural soul. Yep. 
True deliverance comes from the supernatural power of God. And let me tell you what Jesus says to the woman who has the issue of blood. He says, your faith has made you whole. Mm. Understand that he did not just stop her flow of blood. He gave her back restitution for everything that she has lost. And many times when maybe we wake up. And, and that's so important because we skim over that sometimes. He didn't just stop her issue. Of blood from flow. Yeah. He gave her back the relationships that caused her to be lost due to that issue. He gave her back the resources she had spent going to physician after physician. He gave her back her dignity, her humi her, her humanity. He gave her back everything. Oh, that's so, and so good. It's, it's not that he just stopped this one thing from happening. Deliverance is about stopping the thing from plaguing you and then restoring you. And restoring you. And sometimes when people come to the Lord, when they look at all the mistakes they made, or maybe they went in a backslidden state and they look at all the mistakes they made and what can happen is that, you know, we've all done it. I should have been better. I should have right, known right. better. All of that different stuff. And then what you will do is keep something as a thorn mm. in order, like, because you think that somehow you need to struggle to be able to walk with God. You think that if you don't stay broke, if you don't stay going through that, you're going to yep. turn away from walking from God. But let me tell you what you can make a decision to do. You can make a decision that I'm going to walk with God. And even if my life, when my life gets good, I'm not leaving God. Oh, for sure. I'm not leaving God. For sure. You don't have to be going through to stick with God. You don't have to be, have your heart broken, be broken in your money, be broken in your body to stick with God. You can just make a decision right now. I am sticking with God. There, there's a saying, it says dance with the person who brought you to the park. Come on. So if I'm, I don't care how, how successful I become, I'm going to keep dancing, dancing with the person who brought me to the party when I didn't even have, when I couldn't dance, when I didn't have nowhere to go, when nobody was inviting me. So Christ has brought me this far. I'm not leaving him now. I am going to continue to dance with Christ until I can't dance no more. Now, I want y'all to say this. I want you to say, I'm not leaving God. I'm not leaving God. I'm not leaving God. I'm not going to be offended with God. I'm not going to be offended and with I'm not God. Because that's the reason people end up leaving is because they get offended with God. And, and, and a lot of people don't like to say that, but I don't understand how anybody going to be offended with some, with perfection. With perfection. If something is wrong and it's between you and God, I can it's guarantee me. you it's, 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 it's on me. us. It's it ain't on, on him. And so I'm not going to get offended with God. I'm not falling out with God and I'm not leaving God. Well, and I think that it's so important. I really want y'all to receive this word right here because I don't want you to have this subconscious belief that the only way you can be really faithful to God is to really be going through or this subconscious belief that God needs you going through to keep you right. connected and keep right. you humble. You can just choose you to can stick just with it. choose to stick with God. Right. But the other thing too is that not, not only am I not leaving God, mm -hmm. not only am I not um uh, being offended with God, but I'm also not handling God any kind of way. Mm. And I want to I think that that's important because I was thinking this morning as we were getting dressed, I was thinking about how the thing that God constantly corrected and rebuked the uh, the um, children of Israel about was their adultery. He constantly talked to them about you say I'm your God, but you got all these other lovers. Mm -hmm. You say that I'm your God, but you have all of these other things that you're in bed with. And in the natural, we got this little group. And in this group, um, we talk about these things about relationships. And in the groups about relationships, people always talking about what somebody should not take from somebody who mm -hmm. loves them, right? 
There are things that Edwin should never have to take from me because I love him. Mm -hmm. There are things I should never have to take from you because I love from you. But there are many of us who was born again believers who believe we can handle God any kind of way. We can treat him any kind of way. And Jesus, when Jesus says, learn of me, Look at the respect and honor and admiration Jesus had for the father. Right. In fact, in Philippians, it says that he was equal with God, but he put himself underneath God. And many of us, we're trying to get the release. We're trying to get the harvest. We're trying to get the breakthrough. We're trying to use the authority, but we haven't had, we're not handling God with mm -hmm. the honor that is due his name. And the Bible says that Jesus is in this world. So are we look at how Jesus handled the father yeah. with extreme honor, with extreme honor. Yeah. Now let's look at Colossians two verse 11 through 15. It just goes perfectly into what I just said. It says, through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and the power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. For we have been buried with him into his death. Mm -hmm. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with raised him with when him. we believed in God's resurrection power, yes. the power that raised him from death's realm. The realm of death describes our former state for we were held in sin's in grasp. grasp. My God. Yes. But now somebody but, say, but now, but now, but now, we have been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. I'm going to read verse 14, but I want you to hear what he says. He says, when we accepted Jesus, we were baptized into death. That means that state where we used to have to sin because we were sinners has been broken off of us. Mm -hmm. So if I am a born again believer, I no longer live in that state, which means to be in that state, I am intentionally walking in that state because that's not my new identity. Why? Because verse 14 says, he canceled out every legal violation that we had on our record. Praise God. The old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it all. Praise God. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it and they cannot be retrieved. Crazy. Everything, everything. We once were in Adam. Fornicators, liars, backbiters, unfaithful, adulterers, everything we once were in Adam has been placed on his cross and nailed there permanently as a public display of cancellation. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all of the powers, all of the principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every, every, weapon every weapon and all of their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Glory to God. Jesus led them around yes. as prisoners in procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. He was not. He, they were his. They were his. He was not their prisoner. Did anybody else get stared up about that? <laughs> Understand this. Your soul may still think you're the same, but you have been made new. 
And he in, in, in verse 11 explicitly says that to us. It says, through our union with him, yes. we have experienced a circumcision of heart. A when you receive a circumcision of heart, you won't try to handle God anyway. Yes. You know that you haven't received that circumcision of heart, that there are still some stony places there when you begin to handle God. No, say that again. Because you started off talking about how we need to handle God the right way. And then you read Colossians 2 and 11, and it says, through our union with God, we have experienced a circumcision of heart. That means I relate to God differently once Ooh, I know that's him. Good. That's I experience good. him in a different way that's once good. I get to know him. And then I love what he says over here uh, when he says, then Jesus made a public spectacle, verse 15, of all the powers and principalities of darkness stripping away from them every weapon and all of their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. That's why you have to know that when you're obeying God, when the enemy's trying to accuse you and he's trying to seduce you and all those other things, he's been stripped of that power. I love oh, Colossians good. 2, 11 that's 15. Good. And literally what this scripture is telling us is we don't have to be bound to sin anymore. That we that we aren't bound to it unless we re, really, ooh, we aren't ooh, bound to on. it anymore. We he's, are not bound says, to it. This scripture says not that you don't have to be, you aren't bound to it. You the only bound. way that you the only way that bondage takes place is that you go and re-engage the sin. It says what Jesus Boy, has, what? what Jesus did for us is he severed the tie so that we would never be in bondage. So if you find yourself in bondage, bondage didn't come get you. You went and found bondage. That's why the Bible says we're drawn away by, by the, the lust, lust of, of our, our own flesh. flesh. That's also why the Bible tells us to crucify our flesh. I Every love, day. I love Maybe. how you frame that, though. You're getting me excited because I love <laughs> how you frame that because what you said is, what Jesus did was he severed it. He severed it. He severed it and he brought us into a new family. Yes. And many of us, even though we're in a new family, we keep returning like a dog to vomit to the things God yep. has told us we should not touch. Yep. And it is because if you go right back to Matthew 28, we have not learned of him. We do not believe in and him. And so we don't obeying. practice obeying him. Yep. And so what happens is, is that when we're living in this state of continuing to touch what God has told us not to touch, it begins to reverse this circumcision of heart. Yes. And instead of having a heart that is tender towards him and a heart that wants to please him and a heart that wants to obey him, we start approaching God trying to figure out how much we can get away with and still be blessed. Now, you know, we're going to have to come back next week. We're and not even doing it. And, really, right. and really get into Colossians. Uh, really deep because there's so much meat in this too that, that we don't want to that we don't want to uh, leave on the plate so to speak. But but Hebrews two and one and verse fourteen ties so perfectly into yeah. this because here's what he says and then and then you find the writer of Hebrews saying to them in Hebrews two and one it says out of, out of everything Ooh, you read good. out that's of everything good. you just read in Colossians two eleven through fifteen he then says now this is why it is so crucial. That we be all the more, watch this, engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard so that we do not what? Drift, drift off, off course. course. Now, before you read the rest of it, I want to say this. Go ahead. Many times <laughs> when marriages fail, it, they fail because they are not engaged mm. to the truth 
of their covenant. They're not engaged and they're not intent. They're not attentive. They're not engaged and they're not intended to the truth. My goodness. And that is the reason that people can be married. Because I'm using this illustration of marriage because the Bible talks about us being the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And many of us are so offended by physical adultery, but not spiritual mm. adultery. And he says, so when people get into, when people get caught up, when people have situations, mm -hmm. when people have entanglements, it is because they are not engaged and intended to the truth that they have heard. I cannot be giving you my attention. I cannot be engaged and fully yes. attentive to you and also entertaining yes. someone else. Yes. So yes. I cannot be engaged and fully attentive to the truth of pleasing God and still out here playing with God mm -hmm. and messing with all of this other stuff. Except what has happened is that my heart has become I'm uncircumcised mm. and now I'm trying to figure out how I can keep you because I like some of the benefits that you have and how I can keep him how I can keep them how I can keep that and many of us we want to keep God because mm -hmm. God he'll come through well we want to keep God because we want to keep God like like people do uh they ride on a plane when you ride on a plane you want that oxygen mask to be above you you just don't want it to come down oh you don't want to have to use it but in mm. case you need it you want it there a lot of people rely on god the same way i don't really want god telling me what to do i don't really want to take no advice from god but if i find myself in a situation i can't get out of i want him to be close enough that i can ask yes and that is the wrong relationship that Ooh, is the wrong my god. way my to god. relate to god. god that is not how you relate to god god is not a life vest God is not something that we use just in an emergency situation. He is the boat, not the life vest. Come on. He is the thing that sustains us. And it's so important because when you when you think about everything that you read in Colossians 2, and then you think about what he what we read in Hebrews 2 and 1, when he says, This is why it's so crucial this why that we crucial. all be the more that we be all more the engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard. When you hear those truths, you can't just let them slip. Yes. You can't just let them go. You can't just get excited on Sunday and then just forget about it. And then what he says in verse 14 is he says this. He says, since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. In other words, you ain't going through nothing that Jesus hadn't experienced. Come on. I know you think your situation is so unique. I know you think your situation, no one's ever experienced it before. But I am telling you right here today on this broadcast that every single thing mankind has ever experienced or will experience God himself, Jesus himself has experienced that. Yes. He says, just because uh, it says, since all his children have flesh and blood. So Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and alienate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, and we know this, the wages of sin is what? Death. death. He says, by embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in the bondage to the tormenting dread of death. That's good. Verse 16 says, for it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels, but for the sons and the daughters of Abraham. He says, this is why we had, this is why he had to be a man and take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us brothers and sisters and became our merciful and faithful king and priest before God. 
as the one who removed our sins, there it is, to make us one with him. He removed our sins. He suffered and endured every test. So every test we go, we ever will go through, he's already passed it. And every temptation, so ain't nothing tripped him up, so we shouldn't be being tripped up. So that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeal of life. Every situation you're facing. Every circumstance you find yourself in, every temptation that creeps across your door, Jesus has already defeated it. He's already defeated it and he won. And the same victory that he has is what he's given to us, which is why we call ourselves Fellowship of Champions. This is, do y'all understand how good this is? Somebody just got a revelation. My God. You don't have to be bound you to sin. You don't have to be bound. You sin has been separated from you. And I love this. I love this because you know this to be true. That sometimes when we're counseling people, mm -hmm. people say to us, they say, well, you don't understand because you've never been in this situation. Mm -hmm. But the Bible tells us Jesus has been in every situation. He says, in fact, in when every he says, situation. he suffered and endured every test and temptation so that he can help us so that he can help us every time not sometime not most of the time but every time we pass through the same ordeals of life so so if i'm tempted to engage in sexual sin i have a very present help who's there to help me jesus has been tempted in that fashion and was successful if, if i'm tempted to gossip jesus I, was tempted and successful if i'm tempted to believe there's not enough provision he was tempted and he's successful so there is no temptation None. that is common to man that jesus not only faced but overcame every single one of them so as a born again believer i have no business tolerating sin and he didn't just show up as god because if he had just showed up as just god Preach. we'd have an excuse for why we couldn't do it the bible says he took on the form of man he took on humanity he took on he, he lowered himself to a form of humanity to come down and show us that in that that in human flesh it could be done and people say well he was jesus he was he was god and he, he yes and he was human yes we are human and we have the Holy Ghost, God on the inside of us. Because I think that brings a very important point. If you go back to Luke 4, mm -hmm. Jesus never did a miracle. He never walked, he never even encountered yeah. the temptation of the enemy he until man. he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was man and then was endued with God. He was man, and I'm a man and I've been, been endued, endued with, with God. God. Somebody <laughs> say that. Say, I'm a man and I've I'm been, a woman, listen, but I've been, I've endued, been endued with the power with, of God. God. That means that there are things that before you came to this broadcast today had dominion over you because they was tricking you because you didn't know you had dominion over My them. But somebody just stepped up and somebody said, wait just a minute, got I'm a born-again believer and I'm not going to live in dominion my under goodness. this anymore. My this thing goodness. is not going to have its foot on my neck anymore. I'm not going to be oppressed with this anymore. You're not going to interrupt my sleep anymore. You're not going to torment me anymore. I'm not taking this anymore because Jesus has set me free. The Bible says Listen. after the Holy Ghost has come up on you, you, you shall, shall receive with, with power, power, power. That's what happened. Power. Jesus was endued with power. power. Everybody around saw it. The power. heavens opened up. A dove descended. Jesus said, we heard God's voice say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well, well pleased. pleased. And after that, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Same thing going to be in our lives. 
We get filled with the Holy Ghost. And miracle, after miracle, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Oh, glory to God. Listen, somebody, see, that's why you want to be saved. That's somebody why is getting encouraged and somebody's getting mad. But the folk who get mad, it's because you don't want to admit that you've been living lower than what you can. But don't get mad. Get even. How do you get even? You let the Holy Spirit come and do you with power. And now you wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. That's how you get even. We really get mad because we like to sin win because mm. it feel good. Mm. See, we see you know the, the old saying not the skin you in, the skin you in. <laughs> you like the no, you, I'm saying, you, you say not the skin you in, the sin you, you in. like the sin you in. One of the reasons that we get upset when someone tells us that we can live, it's why we like to go back to that. I'm just human. The reality of it is, as a born-again believer, I'm not just human. I, because was. I was just human. Now I'm a new creature who's been endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead raises me from the dead, from dead works from same sin power. from gossip all of same that different power. stuff same power same i don't power. have a watered down version of the power. power i don't have to stay in sin i don't have to keep holding i don't have to keep living any kind yes. of way because i got the same power that same raised power. jesus up raises me up out and we Somebody need to, to be put sharing jesus his in his proper place <laughs> because the problem is, is that many of you you got jesus too low and because jesus loafed in your heart you live low mm. and you live in with stuff that's dominating you that you ought to be dominating over you ought to stand up in your place of sanctification and say some things ain't coming back in my life no more we have been clothed with tremendous amounts of power we have been clothed with the power of god the same power that we got excited about talking about that was in the name of jesus it is the same power not a lesson power not something that has been watered down it is the same power that he gives to us as believers and when we understand that and when we accept that we understand what power is what power does and how it becomes available to us and how we can use it and that's what we'll come back and talk about next week amen <laughs> amen listen we're not gonna even get to this point we're not gonna, gonna touch say, i'm gonna tell you you ain't got to live in sin. You don't have to. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to keep cussing. You don't have to keep staying with that low down person. You don't have to keep being in that state where you're going to do stuff and then feeling bad when it's over. But and let me tell you something. If you mad, it ain't even you that's mad. It's the devil. Mm -hmm. The devil is the one whispering in your ear right ain't now. Nobody because mad but the ain't devil. nobody mad but the devil because he don't want you to come out <laughs> because he wants you to stay in yes. this place where he's exercising <laughs> dominion over you, keeping you living beneath. But I am saying by the power of God, come out from among them. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Come out. Say that all the time. <laughs> come out. I love this. Listen, I gotta Listen, go back to child. Colossians. I gotta go back to Colossians 14. It says he canceled. I told you, out, Colossians. I told you that was canceled out every legal violation we had on record. He's canceled it out. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he has erased it all our sins. And our stained soul. Now, you know, when we talk about Ooh, our soul, good. our mind, Mine, our will, will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. He said, all that old mess that had you stained, he has canceled it out. He has washed it. He says in, 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 in verse 11, he's given us a new circumcision of heart. Listen, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, and we ought to live like it. And we ought to live like we it. We ought to live and like it. We ought to live like it. And let My me tell God. you something. I, I heard somebody say this the other day, and it is worth saying. God is not progressive. Mm, the word on. is the same. Come on. Today, 
yesterday and forever. Come on. And this idea of trying to water Jesus down and put him into the progressive state, it may make you feel good, but it's going to leave you powerless. Yes. Yes. You've got to let God be God mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because everything we once were in Adam, everything, everything we, we once, once were, were in Adam has been placed on the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. So if it's been nailed there and we find ourselves in it, we went back and got it. We went back and got it. We went back and got it. My goodness. We went back and got it. Let, think about this. You know, in, in, a, in a state, everybody in, in, in Arkansas, if somebody doesn't pay their taxes, mm -hmm. they'll put this thing on the door mm -hmm. and the, it lets you know that you can't come in. Mm -hmm. Understand that that cancellation is placed on us and it is saying to the enemy, Ooh, you don't good. have right to them. That's you a, don't a, have it's right. A, it's a big, bright pink sticker, too. I just had a vision. That we, I got a big, bright sticker on me telling me that sin can't come here no that more. That sin can't come in but understand because we have seen people do this. We have seen people remove that remove sticker and open the door yeah. and there are many of you you need to put the sticker back up and close and lock the door. Right, you need today. to close and lock the door because listen you need to understand that listen here the power of God is big enough. I don't care what happened to you as a child yes. I don't care what you feel. I don't care nothing about none of that. What I know is that the power of God is big enough, bold enough, and bad enough to free you if you want to be free. And this is what I love about God. This is what I love about God. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know how you're going to be free. Mm -mm. You don't have to have mm -mm. all the steps. But if you will begin to cry out to the That's Lord, right. if you will begin to say to the Lord, I recognize mm -hmm. with this work of Jesus, but I'm over here and I'm stuck mm -hmm. in bondage. Mm -hmm. I done got myself caught up. I done got myself tied up and tangled up and I don't know how to get myself unlocked. And, and some of you need to just go ahead because I'm just trying to help you get free. And you need to say, God, let me just tell you the truth about it. The truth of it is, is that this place I'm in, my flesh likes it. Mm. My flesh feels good over here in this place. Because you're free if you're no, honest. No, because if he can free you if you're honest. Lord, I like all that smoke and I like all that drink and I like all of that cuss and I like that relationship you told me not to touch. But I love you more. I got today. But I love you more. And I'm asking you to come untangle me. I wish I just had me about 500 people because 500 people go watch this this week. I wish I had me about 500 people that would just be bold enough to say to the Lord, come untangle me. Come untangle me. Come untangle me. Oh, come on. You ought to put that in the comment come section. Untangle me. Even if it's an error, you don't know where you entangled. You ought to say that. Come untangle come me. Come untangle me. Come untangle Lord, me. Lord, I give you permission come untangle to come me. untangle strength. Come untangle me. Mm. Any place I'm tangled up, not even little knots. And it's so, this is so good. We can wrap up here unless we get stared up. No, we're going we to wrap but up. But listen, we took Maggie. Maggie <laughs> is our golden doodle. We took Maggie to the groomer on Friday. Mm -hmm. And Maggie has this long wavy hair. And when they brought her back to us, they told us that we needed this certain comb. Because even though Maggie looked straight and wavy on the outside, at the roots, she had some kinks. And they said, if you comb it this way, it will untangle it. Understand, just because you know how to play church don't mean you ain't tangled. Mm. 
Just because you know how to make the faith declarations on my page and on Pastor Elm page every day don't mean that you, ain't, mean you, you ain't, ain't tangled up. My That's God. why sometimes you got to have the boldest to say in front of God mm. and everybody, mm. I don't want to be straight on looking and be tangled at the roots. Mm. I don't want to be out here confessing I'm God's favorite child while I'm living like I'm God. I don't even know God is mm. my daddy. I don't want to be that. What I'm going to be is I want to be untangled from the root out. I I don't want to look like one thing while I live something else. And so they gave us this cone. And let me tell you something, that Holy Ghost represents the cone. Mm -hmm. And that cone begins to work out the kinks. And let me tell you something, the Holy Ghost, if you let him come into your life, he'll begin to work out the kinks. He'll begin to work out them character issues. He'll begin to work out that sexual sin. He'll begin to work out their money issues. He'll begin to work out that depression. He'll begin to work out that anxiety. And then what'll happen is, is that at the root and at the in and the fruit they'll be the same so what i heard you say was that at the root maggie was nappy hey and there's some folk <laughs> who got some nappy stuff in their life and they need to let the holy ghost come and comb out some of that nappiness in their life that's what i heard you say. that's exactly what i said <laughs> That's exactly what I said. We removing naps this week. We're going to let the Holy Ghost come and comb out all of them naps. Amen. All them naps. Praise roots. God. We <laughs> hope y'all got something from this. Listen, if you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I say it even though it's not popular. I'm not going to be one of these preachers out here telling y'all that this like the Oprah show that everybody going to be blessed. I want you to hear this. There are blessings that are reserved for the people who obey God. Mm -hmm. Over and over again in the Bible, he says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of yep. the land. If you go this way, if you don't know which way to choose, and then he tells us in Deuteronomy because he yeah, so he wants does. to help us. He, he says, listen, yeah. there are two paths yeah. set before you. One of them is life and blessings, yeah. and the other one is cursing and death. And I want you to hear me, friends. You can be a born-again believer who is going to go to heaven when you die. Mm -hmm. But because of the state of your life, you live in hell mm. while you are on this earth still mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. You can love Jesus with all your little heart. But if that does not translate to learning of him, believing in him and, and obeying him, him, you are going to continue to go to church yep. and shout about a deliverance that you do not experience. Yep. And God has better things for you. Amen. Amen. That's amen. our message for today. Listen, 